0: And you are listening to Thanks, I Hate It, a weekly social commentary podcast where two friends shoot their shit about social issues, mm-hmm. throw shaded unsuspecting targets, and
1: drink from the bottom shelf. Bottom shelf. As we salute Miss Nikki Minaj. All <laughs> rise for the national anthem.
0: Great last
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Two days it's our 1 year pot anniversary right? clank clank day, clank clank and you know this year has been a whirlwind we have some real 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 big news at the end of the episode uh so honestly remember when uh Britney said to listen very closely and we had a theme going with most of our episodes uh the past few months Uh, It's all going to come to culmination today. I mean, it's really not that hard to figure out based on our topic today. But we have big news at the end of the episode. So keep listening for that. And so we're definitely going to be doing some of those that's not what we're talking about episodes because it's been a year.
0: And we need to talk about that stuff. And it Mm -hmm. will be what we're talking about at that point. But what we're talking about today is homelessness and I you see mm-hmm. how I started that sentence very upbeat and, and I was like oh yeah. wait a minute yeah. let me just bring that down some because homelessness being unhoused um so I in most of my speaking I will say homelessness and I'll tell you guys why in a little bit Windsor may use um different phrasing for different reasons but this Brittany um very monotone have you ever listened to me on the show Windsor I talk like, one level the entire time. I could never be, like, a voice it actor. It depends on how
1: drunk you are. <laughs> or, like... You um, can definitely tell our level of intoxication throughout the shows.
0: Yeah, I definitely. So, Brittany, one note, Brittany. I'm saying homelessness. Windsor may use other words and terminology. But mm-hmm. today we are, we are talking about being homeless, being unhoused, which... For those of you who don't know,
1: that is two different things. Yes, it is. Very much two different things. And on a personal note, uh, this is actually something that hits very close to me because I was homeless for a few years
0: me too. Oh my god, twins. Like, you want to use your words? <laughs> I know. I thought you were gonna keep going into this like sad story. And so for anybody again no. who can't see the video, I was like, oh my god, me too. Twins. Twinsies. Except it's terrible.
1: These poor bitches. Twinsies no, but, through um, the most
0: terrible parts of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Ouch.
1: Oh yeah. And um it's actually very important as we go through the different types of homelessness, because what A lot of people think as homelessness may not be what we experienced, but it doesn't make it not homelessness. Um, And we'll definitely get into that. So this is something that's very important to us on a personal level, because the only reason that we are where we are today and comfortable in the lives that we are living is because we had a community and we had the resources available to us to get back on our feet and we're not going to say pull up by bootstraps because fuck that's them bootstraps. such a
0: stupid terminology fuck them bootstraps. and honestly I'm glad that you um mentioned resources because sometimes those resources can just be a family member saying mm-hmm. you know what you can say a friend come here mm-hmm. I've got a couple of nights I don't have forever and honestly that's why um a lot of places and people depending on what work they're doing or what they're trying to work with. They may say homelessness or unhoused because technically um, if you don't have a physical address of your own, you are, you can be considered under certain definitions as a homeless person. Whereas an unhoused person would be maybe somebody that lives in a more um, public setting.
1: You would, what most people consider homeless.
0: And I'm actually going to go into that right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when we started discussing the. Doing an episode about homelessness. Um, I went to HUD, the Department of Housing and Urban Development. I don't know if it's department or secretary or whatever the first part is. is I your don't care.
1: Carson still working that, you know, he got fired.
0: And now that he made an ass out of himself, he can't even go back to being a world-renowned surgeon. He just has to go sit in his house with that fucking Jesus painting. For anybody who doesn't know. I was just about to say the
1: Jesus painting. We will put a picture
0: of the Jesus painting up. No, he does not still work there. He's at home with his Jesus painting. Currently, Marsha Fudge is Mm. the... Mm -hmm. (laughs) So delicious. Mm -hmm. She is secretary of HUD. So HUD... Has a number of definitions for homelessness, and they actually broke their definitions down mm-hmm. into four categories. Category one, four, mm-hmm. uno, dos, tres, cuatro. There we go. Three, Quatro, cuatro cinco, categories.
1: Seis. Cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis.
0: Category one is literally homeless. It says literally. That wasn't me putting that terminology there.
1: Legit. It literally
0: said literally. Says literally. (laughs) It literally says literally. So under this category, a person that lacks fixed, regular, adequate nighttime residence. So just like we said, this could be a person that's considered homeless, but not necessarily unhoused because this means like couch surfing, um, Hotel room surfing, so if somebody's got a hotel room and people are just kind of coming in and out because maybe we're a family and a large majority of us uh, would be unhoused otherwise, so it could be that hotel surfing, that couch surfing, that sleeping in your car. It's anything where you are not in a fixed location for a regular amount of time and Nighttime residence is steady
1: in yours. Yes. Steady Mm
0: -hmm. in yours. And they use nighttime residence. Uh, Obviously it's not literal. You don't have to be there at night, but it's basically where you're sleeping because Mm -hmm. most of us, unless you work a second or third shift job, you're not home during the day. You would be out. So why would they say daytime residence? That's stupid because people are out doing shit. (laughs) Duh. So the individual living arrangements um, are generally public or they are living in like a public private shelter, some type of temporary living arrangement. So homeless shelter, hotels that are paid for specifically by charities. So if you're living in like a mm-hmm. residential mm-hmm. hotel, which we have a lot of those in my area where you can totally. pay like buy the I lived week, in one for a while. Right. And so that all um, would fall under that definition of homelessness only if it's paid for by a charity on a temporary basis. You can live in a, residential hotel. You can live in a regular hotel if you're able to pay for it yourself. Maybe that's easier than paying X amount of dollars a month up front yeah. for an apartment. Maybe it's more accessible to you. You are not considered homeless just if you live in a hotel. Somebody else is paying for that because hotel for your, you temporarily. Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's basically your having an apartment. a nighttime residence. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you it's basically set got up an differently. apartment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so individual who are also considered literally homeless or individuals that come out of some sort of institution where they resided for 90 days or less. And prior to going into that institution, they were somewhere that was considered not fit for human habitation. So if you think about, say, an individual that is unhoused goes into prison because that is an institution in the United States, Mm -hmm. um, when they're coming out, they're very likely going to not have some place to go because they didn't have a place beforehand if they had a place that would have been there. So those are individuals that are considered literally homeless. So when you think of homelessness, the first thing that comes to your mind, it's likely somebody sleeping in a park or in their car. That is a definition of literal homelessness. Under HUD, under Mayor
1: Fudge. Or the guy who hollered at you from his best friend Box in New York. So let me tell we're you where this, guys,
0: this came from. No, nope, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. <laughs> so interestingly enough, Windsor and I are going to be, as long as, you know, COVID keeps it chill and we don't have any, like, travel restrictions, we're going to be together in October. Like, it's a little yes. over a month from now. And we're gonna be doing the exact same thing we were doing that day. Um so we'll be going exact, to
1: literal like, same thing.
0: Yes, we'll be the going exact to exact same a thing. Very, very small intimate event. So with on our mask f- on of, of fucking course, and with our laminated fucking badges on a chain that says right yes, on my head <laughs> we've been vaccinated. But we were um going to this very small intimate event a few years ago. get off the train. We had touched too much stuff. This was prior to COVID. We didn't have any hand sanitizer. We were distressed. I dropped my food. It's whatever. So we're finally, we're saying, we're just going to, we're just going to go there. We're not going to walk around anymore. We're just going to go there because we'd had too much shit happen. On the way there, this guy like leans off of the, he was sitting next to like a wall. He leans off the wall and starts screaming at us down the street about like coming over and we acted appropriately for catcalling, maybe not as um, kind to the fact that he was unhoused.
1: But for catcalling... Catcalling is a no. It's is a, no. a no.
0: And it's never okay... The, leave me the fuck alone because then it, like we had to walk faster and we had to get where we were going quickly and it was just like you know it puts a lot of stress on you anyway and then we got
1: disrespected yeah. by the bouncer when we tried to take out oh. our id and he's like oh no i know y'all good we're like damn you couldn't even just like play pretend games? like <laughs> you couldn't just give us that one so bitch. old so old so number
0: two again we're talking about hud and what they consider to be homeless what is in their definition we have imminent risk of homelessness imminent obviously meaning that it's probably going to happen or the probability of it happening is extremely high it's basically an expectation at this point this person will be homeless so this is an Mm -hmm. or unhoused So this is when someone is already on the trajectory to lose their nighttime residence. So maybe they've um, been served with an eviction, or they've been advised that their lease is no longer going to be renewed, foreclosure, things like that. And the individual has not obtained alternative residence for whatever reason. Um, Lately, it seems like cost burden, which cost burden is what you pay for your housing. So if The expectation is you pay 30% of your income for your housing and any utilities that are associated with your housing. Cost burden is when you pay, like your rent and your utilities together are more than 30% of your income.
1: So, Which is 90% of people.
0: 90% of the country is cost burden on housing. And that number is just going up by the day, it feels like. And so it's very hard to plan for incidentals or getting into a new place. Cause you got to think, all right, so Windsor just bought a house. She had to have a pretty substantial down payment. Um, and when I say substantial, I mean more than a hundred dollars. I don't mean like she had mm-hmm. to pay more than anybody else would have paid. She had to come up with and money And I had an FHA front.
1: loan. Exactly. The government said,
0: okay, boo. She <laughs> had to come up with money up front. A lot of people don't have the ability to do that. A lot of people who did not experience wealth privilege, which we talked about recently, they you then have to come up with that money. You better come up with that money. You better sell some ass. You better do some something. Get you better hurt. Do, exactly. You better, please don't get hurt, but you got to get hurt. You know, whatever you need to wink, do wink. to get that money. We're getting to a place with renting that feels like it's very much within this space. And what I mean because by that is... capitalism is trash. And eat the landlords. But with... um. Housing, what's happening with a lot of housing is it is being purchased by realty companies and then rented out. So then instead of, you know, Susie down the street renting you her house and maybe she just wants 500 up front in the first month's rent, now you're going into...
1: First, last, security...
0: First last security leasing fees. Um, so I've been looking at housing with a lot of people that I work with recently. I saw a leasing fee, I saw a maintenance fee, an upfront maintenance fee on the off chance that anything goes wrong in that on that property. You are basically covering that cost um, during the year time that your span cover the year time that your lease covers. And so it's a lot of upfront costs. So where you might have been paying maybe fifteen hundred dollars, which that's still a lot to come up with. On yes. any given Sunday, um, mm-hmm. now you might be paying four thousand dollars, and you you got to come up with that before we can let you move in. And if yep, you you you'll can't see come a up lot of it, people
1: moving in March, everybody's moving in March. Yeah,
0: because that's when you have the money.
1: That's yep. when people
0: have the money to move. They can say, "Okay, this place has been terrible." They won't fix anything. I'm going to move. Or these are some of these individuals that are facing imminent risk of homelessness Were the individuals that said, you didn't fix the thing. Once I rented a house and I had to be on them every single day, my stove stopped working and it took them six weeks to come and fix my stove. And in my mind, I wanted to say, I'm not paying them rent until they come fix my stove. Legally, as a renter, you are not allowed to do that. They can evict Mm -hmm. you for doing that, and they will have the full support of the courts if you choose not to pay your rent. And so, it's situations like that where, especially if you don't know, then you're like, Fuck Mm -hmm. that, I'm gonna do this, can't do that.
1: And also, there's uh, retribution, which you're not supposed to get, but like, say, like I had a landlord, he was a oh god, he was a slum lord. I, my bathroom floor was literally half a sub floor i didn't even have a full ass bathroom floor yep and he wouldn't fix anything like this place was a shithole and um like he lived upstairs he was selling cds quote unquote <laughs> out the house <laughs> i haven't seen and, so like, old cds in forever because they weren't cds cds uh, and like i'm stupid and i didn't know what he was doing like was he I was- selling cannabis D's? Uh, Probably not. Or Percadys? Probably those, because I definitely had a few people trying to break into my fucking apartment thinking it was his apartment. Yikes. Yikes, yes. And I actually got to the point, because he wouldn't do anything, that I called the city. And the city came, and then ever since then it was even worse. Like, he fixed the problems, quote unquote, that he patched these problems. But then I had to deal with the landlord that was mad at me. Yep. Like he, I was like, and dude, it's just over.
0: Fix, once dude, just fix you. the
1: fucking apartment so you could get a fucking Section Eight. It was, you couldn't get. He couldn't get a Section Eight approval in that place. And then, like, it was the point where my six-year-old son came out the house one time. Stop huh. yelling at my mommy. Like it was ugly. Cause ugly, ugly, and was that's a lot of things. New Haven?
0: Like, this was yep. just when you lived in. Yeah,
1: I remember yeah, you that was telling like before I moved that. to Brantford. Yeah, and. People just need to get out of that toxic situation too, but they may not have the money to go to a new Mm -hmm. place. So they have to couch surf or they have to go stay with someone to save up some money. Or that's another cause. Like it's a toxic world out there.
0: Yeah. And these are the people that they, and like I said, they're at imminent risk. They're going to be homeless because they generally lack the resources to find that other place or they don't have the support. So Windsor and I are lucky we it's very small, but we have some family, like we have a couple of people and those people just happen to be very helpful in tough times. Um, Or they lack the resources in their area. I don't know about in Connecticut, but I do know that in the area that I'm in, homeless shelters are full. All shelters are full to COVID capacities, especially since everybody wanted to play outside and now everybody has fucking COVID Delta variant. Yeah. So they're all here too,
1: mm-hmm. but they do. I will say, I don't know about you guys, but up here, there's a lot of emergency shelter. So like when there's a weather emergency or like when it's bitter cold, they have enough shelters to get everybody off the street on those occasions. Like they open gyms, they open libraries oh. um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. The senior that. centers open their doors. Yeah. So on nights on days where like we get, it's bitter cold or the blizzards come or we get the hurricanes they as long as there's a state of emergency open they open the emergency shelters so and then the red cross really does help out with that up here
0: i think the red cross would love to help out with anything down here but you see who runs our states next
1: Number anyway
0: th- <laughs> we are gonna right past-
1: brought to you by brian camp
0: actually literally <laughs> <laughs> This, Brian Kemp, did you sponsor this episode?
1: During oh COVID by DeSantis.
0: <laughs> Woof. All right. So number three, homelessness under other federal statutes. So families with homeless youth or unaccompanied youth that do not meet other definitions of homelessness, meaning that they are not literally homeless or eminently homeless, may mm-hmm. fall under different statutes to classify them as, as homeless. And the reason that this classification is so important is because if you are not classified as homeless, you may not qualify for certain services. Mm -hmm. So like certain outreach services, they're not meant for people that are willingly living the van life. When people Mm -hmm. are going out giving supplies, I'm sorry if you chose to, if you had a place to live, chose to move into your vehicle, turn it into a home, and then you park at a mommy plane. and daddy's house, that is, those resources are not mm-hmm. meant for you because you have access to resources. So mm-hmm. sometimes things can get a little bit dicey with being classified as homeless or un- unhoused, but it's important classification because it gives you access to certain resources and to programs mm-hmm. that get federal dollars to provide those resources. So mm-hmm. if you were a, a family with homeless youth or an unaccompanied youth and you don't have a lease or other occupancy occupancy agreement during the last 60 days. So if I'm a college student, I have nothing, I have nowhere to go, and I don't have a lease from the last 60 days, I I can under this, I'm sorry, the hiccups, number three, be considered homeless. Um mm-hmm. Again, generally for reporting purposes, generally to get access to services. Yeah, um, we,
1: we do see that with college kids, um, mm-hmm. especially. Um, like, obviously, I don't know the exact statistics, with kids who don't have a family, this they isn't go to a college. So, podcast. Yeah. yeah, like they go to college and they live on campus, but then in the summertime, like during the winter break, they can stay there. But during summertime, they have nowhere to go, exactly. so they're couch surfing at their friends' house, parents mm-hmm. and or their friend's parents' house and this and that, they're homeless. Even though nine months out of the year, they have their dorm. Thank God. They're homeless. Yeah.
0: Thank God they have their dorm and they don't have Mm -hmm. likely like a vehicle to at least stay Mm -hmm. in. And I say at least because- When you're in your vehicle, you at least have some semblance of privacy from the outside Mm -hmm. world. You have something. Whereas when you are just out there, I mean those kids have a shelter. You yes, exactly. You have a shelter. If it rains, you have something to that's over your head. Not saying not trying to glorify living in your vehicle, but I'm also still free. That's what you got. Yep. If that I mean, if that's what I've got, that's what I've got. And so
1: and you can lock your doors, like you can.
0: Some sense of safety.
1: One night, yeah, which is a big, big thing on the street. And speaking of safety, um, like we used to do a lot of fandom events, and your house was events. unsafe. But actually, there were so many of us there that, like, there was always somebody awake. But you would also see like uh, some unhoused women, like, come over and kind of tuck themselves behind us in the line. And sleep there because there were hundreds, if not like a thousand oh, people safety numbers. all lined up. Yep. There's nobody there, they could sleep peacefully. I mean, they had to deal with a bunch of loud and rambunctious people, but it's better than worrying about if somebody's gonna steal your stuff or oh my god, was a Book
0: tour.
1: It was a book tour, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um also under number three just going to slide back into it because I forgot that's what it was um, somebody that is experiencing persistent instability measured by at least two moves in the past 60 days so just like Windsor said those teenagers or those college students that are you know hopping houses every couple of weeks because they've Unintentionally, you know, through no fault of their own, they've overstayed their welcome with their or, friends, or they can't
1: be, or the friend's parents can't afford to take care of them either. Yeah, so like, I it's not just the friend's because they're not were welcome. Assholes. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, man, I mean, fuck them. If you're going, yeah, if you're going to another house where they're not, uh, that well off, they may not be able to, yeah, house Feed another, another person. person.
0: Yeah, that's very, very true. So that is considered a move when in section eight, you, to the a, next you location. can't be.
1: You can't be staying in a section eight house for longer than three weeks.
0: Um, And you can't lose stay section 8. in general public housing for longer than two weeks. Any consistent visitor for over two weeks needs to be on the lease. Well, you know, people mm-hmm. can't do that. And so if you go to your friend's public housing location and, and their mom says, you've got 13 days because on the 14th, I'm going to have a problem with my housing. Unfortunately, you have 13 days because she, as a parent, is not going to risk unhousing once her family. It, it, once you lose it, you're it back. And so that's the whole thing. Once you lose it, especially for something that they deem as a broken rule, you mm-hmm. become basically ineligible for all public housing, and that follows you around. And that's why a lot of people say like, public housing is to black women what prison is to black men. Because mm-hmm. once you get, you know, kind of shunned in that system, it's it's always there. It's always and it's sit also with on you. your
1: history. Even if you're not mm-hmm. going into public housing, you're say you know you got a good job. You can yep. afford a nice apartment now. When they pull your background check, they're like, "Oh, you got evicted. Yeah, why did you get evicted? You're a 17 year old who was at home. So a lot of people don't realize when you get evicted, if your child is over the age of 16, they can put you on the eviction notice too. No, Even I didn't know higher, that. I was 17 years old and put on the eviction uh, paperwork.
0: And so then that follows you. That ruins your entire trajectory. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously it didn't ruin your entire trajectory, but it has quite an impact. On your entire I was life.
1: lucky enough to find places where I was honest with them. I was like, well, I also uh, rented directly from owners because if I, yeah, I went to like a, if I would have went to a management company, there would have been no way between my credit, between the history, there would have been no way that I would be able to rent with them. And so I, I was just honest. So I was like, Hey, this, 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 and this. And they're like, Oh, you know, since you're honest, you know. We'll give you a chance.
0: And we were gonna rent to you anyways, honestly. That's yeah. what
1: they said. Honestly.
0: But yeah, um, so moving twice, having that instability that can put you under um category three. Also, there's an expectation that this person will continue on this trajectory, meaning that it's very likely that they're gonna continue with that instability, continue to move, continue to not have um an occupancy agreement. And those are mostly talking about like unaccompanied youth but there are also additional acts and federal statutes that impact like children that are part of families that are considered to be homeless mm-hmm. so an example of one of those statutes is the mckinney vento act so this act stated that homelessness is a problem that the federal government should intervene on because you mm-hmm. know this bitch in 1986 um richard nixon not richard nixon ronald reagan
1: Fuck. Fuck
0: him too. Yeah, right? So Ronald Reagan was just like, homelessness is not a problem for the federal government. And these people were like, "Uh, who the fuck? What the fuck? What do you mean it's not a problem for the federal government? And so in 1987, Reagan reluctantly, reluctantly, that's how you say the word, reluctantly signed the McKinney Venture Act. And in this act, it stated that the federal government was to set aside funding to assist communities and localities with helping with the crisis that was building in homelessness, which has only gotten worse over the years. So under this act, there are strict definitions of what a homeless child is. And mm-hmm. this obviously feeds into funding, making sure that people have access Kids, to resources. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also, so schools are heavily, heavily involved with this, because if you are in a school and you are a child that is considered unhoused or homeless, there are certain things that the school is able to do under this mm-hmm. act that doesn't involve you like not being with your parent It more likely involves like them being able to provide you with some type of assistance. Because ain't nobody trying to take you from your parents just because you're homeless. Because people are poor sometimes. Like, it fucking happens. Mm-hmm. So children and youth are sharing the housing of other people due to a loss of housing, economic hardship, or similar reasons. They're living in motels, hotels, or it says trailer parks, even though people have homes in trailer parks. Imagine that. Or- I
1: think it de- I.
0: I, I think when they say trailer, trailer parks, parts. I think they're yeah. thinking 1980s trailer parks and not the way that it has become very much, you know, a part of American yeah. culture at this point so to have trailer parks.
1: There was, um, there used to be like trailer parks for like, quote unquote, um, not migrants. Um, like RV parks. Yeah. Like, okay. so not for, no, but not for vacationers. Basically. No, but like for were, living. Yeah. Where, you know, you could come and park a camper and that's where you lived. Like it was kind of, it was a very much, uh, how do I say it? Not, not vagrant. Um, Transient. It's a transition. Transient. Yeah. It's a very, they were very transient. And that's, I think what they're considering trailer parks rather than the trailer parks where you buy your trailer and rent your land. Right, like and they're I They're thinking I of more the that. transient parks, yeah.
0: I agree with that. Um, very much a, somebody pulls in with their RV and you are all living in this situation. So, mm-hmm. but I wanted to specifically emphasize the fact that youth living with other persons due to a loss of housing. So if I and my son move in with my mother, um, we have before, but it's because we are moving across state lines, but whatever, technically we're considered homeless at that point because we Mm -hmm. did not have a fixed location to call our own. And I'm saying it technically because that was our plan. We didn't lose something to do that. We just Mm -hmm. didn't want to renew our lease, et cetera. But say I woke up tomorrow, we lost everything. We moved in with our mother. Now we're meeting that definition of homelessness. And Um, your
1: son gets, he could get like Medicaid and food stamps.
0: Exactly. We get certain things. Um, to help us with our situation. In Georgia, it's not going to help us very much, but fuck it, I'll take it, honestly. That's my situation. Mm -hmm. Children and youths who have a primary nighttime residence that is public or in a private place not designed ordinarily for sleeping arrangements. So kids that live in the park with their families. Um, I met a child once, he lived in a van that was parked in a gas station parking lot. That's where they lived. He is now meeting that criteria for homelessness, he is going to get certain benefits. Um Obviously he had to go through way too much that a kid should not ever have to go through
1: mm-hmm.
0: to qualify for those benefits. They honestly should be extended to just everybody. God damn it. But
1: in Universal the United States, income.
0: we, we really like to fuck people and make them just go through terrible fucking things in order mm-hmm. to get anything. Um, just like I said, use living in cars, parks, et cetera, um, and migratory children. So children who follow their families who are working, um, they technically meet that definition of homelessness and are subject to certain benefit. Every state has different laws. And so finding out what the laws are in your state to get to that legal definition of homelessness is very important because it could be something as simple as, you know, spent 2 weeks at a family member's house now you qualify for certain benefits and we're not telling you to scam the government but we are scammers and we want you to get yes. the benefits
1: yeah Connecticut used to have a program it they don't have it anymore it was, well they do but it, it, it there's a lot more regulations to it uh before Lame probably i want to say about 16 17 years ago because it ended right before i was homeless myself of course Always. Uh, but if you but if you lived in a shelter as a parent uh for 3 months you got section 8 automatically
0: what that list is years long for oh also yep, that's so- adding to this problem Mm -hmm. is that Section 8 lists are usually years long. Rhode Island, I think, is six or seven years. Yeah, they do random lotteries where you basically have to show up somewhere at just like an ungodly hour, like 11 o'clock in the middle of a workday, and Mm -hmm. put your application in between 11 and 11.15, basically, and hope that they choose you. Housing in this country is We have been in a, it's a joke and we have been in a crisis for a long time, but we are, I mean, we are at like the cliff's edge of the next housing crisis because when all of the eviction moratoriums are up, even though people have continued to get COVID and continue to have to be out of work, now there are no protections to people. If they have PTO, they're dipping into their PTO. If they don't have PTO, they're just not getting paid. Mm -hmm. They might be able to apply for unemployment, but they're not getting that additional benefit to just keep their heads above water. Mm -hmm. When this all comes down, it is going to come down (laughs) on the individuals that were already more likely than not to be homeless. We're going
1: to see such a crisis. And the crisis is disgusting because the government allocated money to prevent these crises. But these states were like, you know what? Fuck you. You ain't getting shit, bitch. I mean, literally literally just setting, they're letting the money set in accounts to collect interest. That's what they're doing.
0: They're sitting and, or the, you know, the application process is not accessible. I tried the application process in Florida the other day with a person that I was working with. And when I say I was getting mad and it wasn't even fucking for me, it was for another person. So she's getting frustrated and I'm getting fucking pissed. It's not user-friendly. It shouldn't be like this. It should... So, Winter, have you ever called somewhere to get your rent paid?
1: Um, I called to, like, uh, not my rent, but, like, to defer payments on different things.
0: So, I once, once in my entire life, I was still a new mother. Obviously, if you guys remember, I was a teen mom. This was in... I want to say it was, like, 2008. My kid was very little, so what you would do was you would find out when the Salvation Army was getting funding and you would call and call and call and call and call. Like you would have to sit at a table. We didn't have cell phones then. you just like regular ass phone calling until somebody answered and hope that they could help you.
1: This exactly. number is busy. I would sat you like there? call again to try you back when the line is no longer Exactly.
0: I sat there for three and a half hours calling repetitively. I got on the phone and the first thing this person says to me is, oh my gosh, we were, we were almost done for the day. You almost missed us. Don't say that. I've been calling all fucking day. I had to call out from work to do this because I'm fucking poor and I missed one day of work because my kid went to the doctor and it fucked my schedule for the entire week and I'm not mm-hmm. able to pay my rent on time. And I'm scared I'm going to get evicted because I'm 20 and I don't know that yep. they're not just going to evict me right away. Yep. So And
1: fucked then up. when I was um, an imminent uh <laughs> homeless oh, was, yeah, eminent, was about to be
0: homeless. I,
1: I went to section eight and I being as young as, I was like, you know what, section eight's there for like emergencies. Like you would think that for, this is what it should be for. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I was like, I was eight months pregnant. I was like, I'm eight months pregnant. Like I literally have three days to find somewhere. I don't have anywhere to go. This bitch looked at me dead in my face and was like, that's not my problem. When I tell you my big ass almost jumped over the counter and beat her ass. My mother had to drag me out. Like who the fuck, who the fuck? You could just, she could have just been like, you know what? I'm sorry. It's a process. The uh, lottery's closed right now, but here, maybe you can go look. No, that's not my itch. If I ever, I don't know what she looks like, but if I ever saw her, it would be on site. It's on site. It's on site. It is on site. site. Like you're a fucking paparazzi on site. It's on site. Like you're DeSantis.
0: So number four, the very last category of what, sorry, I burped again. The very last category of what HUD considers to be homelessness or how they define it for the sake of Give distributing funding and helping people to have access to resources is fleeing or attempting to flee DV. So I'm not going to get into DV right Mm -hmm. now because we are going to do an entire episode on it. But one of the things that makes it more likely that an individual will stay in their situation or go back to the situation is the fact that they very likely do not have alternative housing because we are not fucking rich. And most people don't have multiple
1: houses. And they have been ostracized from their family.
0: And if they haven't been ostracized from their family, it is unsafe to go to their family mm-hmm. because the number one thing that I hear is he's Going coming to for house. me. Mm-hmm. He's go- And he he's, knows where my mom lives. And he will come for her too. So mm-hmm. they have the HUD, the HUD. I can't believe I called it that. I sound like a mom now. The HUD has determined that individuals are or... <laughs> attempting to flee tv can be classified as homeless because they would have no other options more than likely and it's not saying that people don't have friends and family that they're not ostracized from sometimes it is safety but sometimes that isolation is hardcore
1: yeah and also it's not just the um the survivor safety it's the safety yep. of the person they go to like i couldn't live with the the conscience, if I was in that situation and I went to your house and he hurt you. Exactly. like That's not fair to put you and your family in that situation.
0: And that is how a lot of survivors feel. And so, again, that is one of the number one reasons that people won't leave. Like when people are always like, why don't you leave? I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have anywhere safe. I don't have anywhere where if I went there- And he'll find me. He'll, yeah, exactly. They'll find
1: me. Well, they, it's not always, they'll find me. Let's not be- (laughs)
0: not all men, right? <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? But yeah. <laughs> but yes, Um, that is the fourth category that HUD deemed as being considered homeless to be or to be able to be classified as homeless. And it's important, again, because that classification can, it's like a weird, bittersweet thing where you get classified as homeless, and you're like, this is the fucking worst day of my life. And then they're just like, do you want mm-hmm. some Medicaid? you're like, I mean, I guess I'll take it. Please but it doesn't sir, make anything can better. Can I have
1: some Mo? Can right? I have some like, Mo?
0: It doesn't make anything better. I'm still living in one of the worst times of my life, but I guess I'll take this Medicaid. Maybe I'll go to the doctor or something. Yeah. huh. So current, well, not currently. I don't have current numbers. I tried to find the census data, but I'm too dumb to find it. So HUD said in 2021, For 2020, the year of our pandemic, there were 580,466 people that were experiencing homelessness. So any of these four categories at Mm -hmm. one time. So in 2020, this was a 2.2% increase or 12,751 persons over 2019. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's the Benadryl. I took like so much of that shit last night. So more people were homeless at any given time in 2020 than they were in 2019. We will not get the 2021 numbers until 2022. So And we're we I'm
1: interested to see how they're going to play Ooh. the statistics into it
0: it's gonna be terrible and so I tried to find the statistics for when the housing bubble burst because I started reading Elizabeth Warren's book I'm not gonna lie Liz I didn't finish it because I was halfway through I was like 300 pages in and you had just met Obama and there were like 300 pages to go
1: but baby you lived a life you lived a life and we appreciate you for it
0: she she has she's lived a great life but she was discussing families in this book and one of the things that she discussed was a family that was you know they got one of those predatory loans and when the interest went through the roof they couldn't afford it and so they went to court and then they ended up at the supreme court and i don't know how she ended up there too honestly i read this book like two years ago and again i never finished but she was no it wasn't the supreme court they were doing a congressional hearing that makes more sense honestly and this was before she was on the senate because 300 pages into the book she hadn't even fucking started running yet but she was discussing this man that spoke and he was like listen i can't afford to pay these payments they basically got me because if, for anybody who doesn't know those subprime looms like you paid a certain interest rate in the beginning and then when for like reached- five
1: years and then
0: and then after that it like inflated exponentially and you're you went from paying like $800 a month to having to pay 16, 24 whatever $100 a month and you're like oh my god i can't fucking pay this and so then the bank was just like all right bitch we're here for your house and so he and his family ended up homeless they mm-hmm. they went from this giant house where they were happy and he, you know they were like we're living the american dream and then they they were living in their vehicles Mm-hmm. And so that is something that, I mean, it can happen, especially after the housing crisis, it was happening at the snap of a finger and we are sitting on the precipice of another incident just yeah. like that. And it will be, um, so that primarily impacted homeowners. Mm-hmm. This is going to impact everyone. And so homeowners, I believe got some reprieve. They were able to get certain like loans and things like that from banks and the government or whatever. I don't know. There, that I think fact. they, I they made were able
1: up. to refinance into a fixed rate.
0: Oh, okay. Cute. Perfect. Um, renters.
1: Got yeah. Fucked. Nope. Fucked. Got nothing. But also it's, I think it's easy to say for people to say, why didn't you just sell the house? Because what? it's like buying a brand new car and driving it off the lot. The second you put your it's key the- in the ignition, it's already depreciated. Exactly. You, have, you owe now and also all oh, the, the, the prices, the house plummeted. Because all the houses already were already artificially inflated, so now you you have a five hundred thousand dollar loan that you can only sell your house for two hundred thousand. So, so the so only option is to go through foreclosure. Exactly. Otherwise, you, you,
0: but. yeah, you end up upside down. You end up completely fucked, and that is something that a lot of people went through in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, we saw the prices of things going up exponentially. We saw houses stop being built. We saw all kinds of stuff. So now we're in a situation where we're kind of sitting at the edge of that again, except it seems like it's primarily at this point um, in the pandemic impacting those people that did not buy, but are renting because the cost of renting is going up so much. So that was another reason that it was so important for us to do this episode, because we know that we're sitting here now. We know where we're at. We're at the edge of a cliff. And so seeing how quickly we can get the information out there and what we can do to assist because we can't build more houses, but we can do something.
1: Okay, all right. So um, this has gotten a little bit longer than we were anticipating. Uh, So we are going to take a break like we've done before. This is part one. We'll be back on Thursday with part two and our big news on Thursday. Sorry, we have to wait two more days. But it'll be the one year anniversary. So, Ho, you can wait. Oh, it is. It will be our one year anniversary. Hey. That's a lie. So, It'll
0: be the day after the one year anniversary my bed.
1: <laughs> whatever.
0: We don't whatever. care.
1: We don't fucking so, care. <laughs> until Thursday, remember, all salute President Nicki Minaj. She
0: can't Hasta be Luego. president though because she wasn't born in the United States.
1: Well, neither uh, was Ted Cruz.
0: Uh, Cruises is a zodiac killer. Good night. (laughs) Good night. (laughs)